Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Stepping in the Light. On a lathered mare, a single dark rider raced through town in the early morning hours, slowing only long enough to deliver his message. Lights flickered on here and there in the Massachusetts village of Lynn, as the news spread from house to house. But Abraham Ramsdale was out of town when the alarm sounded. Long before dawn, he was up and away with his friend Joseph Richard searching the marshes for game. When each had bagged three black ducks, they decided to call it a day and return home. Now the sun was high, and as they trudged into Lynn, their mouths watered in expectancy of roasted duck. They talked excitedly, making plans for their next hunting expedition, totally unaware of the excitement which was sweeping the countryside for the British regulars were marching on Lexington and Concord and the Minutemen were on the march, including all five companies from Lynn. 
As Abraham and Joseph entered the village, they sensed something was wrong. The town was in a clamor. But where were the men? Suddenly they realized that the Minutemen had been called out and they had missed it. There was not a moment to lose. They set off on a run for Lexington. Abraham turned past his house to pick up his musket, but Joseph did not even bother to do this, electing to use his fowling piece instead. Their ducks were suddenly of little importance as they hurried to fulfill their responsibilities as Minutemen. Who were the Minutemen? They were men who banded together to defend their homes and families from danger in the colonial days. In each village they formed in the military units and they practiced drills and fighting techniques. But these men were not soldiers. No, they were ordinary fellows like Abraham and Joseph, farmers and shopkeepers and craftsmen. But as their name implies... They were ready to drop everything at a minute's notice, grab their muskets, and run to battle. Because these men were ready, the Minutemen scored an impressive victory that day. For while Abraham and Joseph were hiking to the scene of action, the British troops had met the rest of the Minutemen on the Lexington Green. The show of strength by the Colonials in the skirmish caused the British commander to call a retreat. As the Redcoats marched down the road toward Boston with fife and drum playing, Minutemen swarmed into the woods and the fields along the road. Trained in years of Indian warfare, the Minutemen subjected the marching columns with withering fire from behind the trees and stonewall fences. Though a number of Minutemen gave their lives in the effort, the hidden marksmen took their toll and the Colonials proved that they were forced to be reckoned with. God is looking for men who will be Minutemen for Him. He needs strong young men who are always ready to go and ready to serve. He also needs young women, older women, boys and girls. Let us be on the alert to serve our Lord, ready to go at a moment's notice, seeking God's will each day. Listen now as Steve Bolt sings for us his beautiful song entitled, Love Was When. A carpenter with some fishermen. Love was when Jesus walked in history. Lovingly he
and die to reach and love one such as Listen to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're in the Johnstown Altoona Accesses Channel 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Danielle Peck plays for us on the piano this song entitled Nothing But the Blood Medley.
a philosophy professor, stood before his class with some items on the table in front of him. Wordlessly, he picked up a very large and empty mayonnaise jar and proceeded to fill it with rocks about two inches in diameter. He then asked the students if the jar was full. They agreed that it was. So the professor then picked up a box of pebbles and poured them into the jar. He shook the jar lightly. The pebbles rolled in the open areas between the rocks. He then asked his students again if the jar was full. They agreed that it was. The professor picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar. Of course, the sand filled up the remaining open areas in the jar. He then asked once again if the jar was full. Yes, all the students cried out. Now, said the professor, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The rocks are the important things. Your family, your spouse, your health, things that if everything else was lost and they only remained, your life would still be full. The pebbles are the other things that matter, like your job, your house, your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. If you put the sand in the jar first, there is no room for the pebbles or the rocks. This is an interesting illustration. But really, the biggest rock in the jar should be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the rock of our salvation. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings this song for us entitled, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. Brightly beams our Father's mercy from His light house evermore. But to Struggling seaman, 
trim your lamp, my feeble brother. Some poor neighbor, tempest tossed, trying now to make the harbor in the darkness. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ past his ascension, the stoning of Stephen. Acts chapter 7, beginning in verse 54. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Verses 55 and 56. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Verse 59. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Because of the growth of the kingdom, there rose a disagreement between the Hebrew Jews and the Grecian Jews. It was decided to appoint seven men as deacons so the apostles could concentrate on the word of God. Stephen was one of those seven, Acts 6, 5. Ultimately, Stephen was brought before the Sanhedrin, Acts 6, verses 8 to 15. Stephen's address before the Sanhedrin in the Acts chapter 7 is a comprehensive synopsis of Israel's history. Later, Stephen exclaimed that he saw the Lord Jesus Christ standing on the right hand of God. The Lord Jesus Christ was not standing in heaven because he was soon to receive Stephen's spirit into heaven following his death, following his stoning. But rather he was standing because of the impending judgment that was to come. The dates, the years, and the Bible are not inspired. The dates are not a part of the doctrine of inspiration. It is man's attempt to give a date to the writing of these various books or chapters. Please notice in the book of Acts, chapters 1 to 7 is 33 A.D. Then in Acts 8 is 34 A.D. One year. It's one year from the death of of Christ, his resurrection, the stoning of Stephen. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through verse 8. And he spake also this parable, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and he sought fruit thereon, and he found none. And he said to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years 
I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answered and said to him, Lord, let it alone this year also till I dig about it and dung it. We see that one year. And that one year is going to be, brings us up to the stoning of Stephen. That's how you understand that parable in Luke. And in Luke chapter number 19, verse 11, down through verse 15, you have the parable of the nobleman. I just want to read verse 11 and verse 12. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was not in Jerusalem, because they sought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom in return. In the parable, the interpretation is, the nobleman is the Lord Jesus Christ. The far country is heaven. He received this authority. God the Father was giving him the kingdom. But as citizens, the unbelieving Jews sent a message, we hate this man, we don't want him to rule over us. And that message was sent through the stoning of Stephen. But as you continue to read in verse 15, he did return. And that return is speaking of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. A very clear parable dealing with and understanding of a dispensational view and understanding the issue of the kingdom. It it wasn't supposed to immediately appear. And of course, Christ has to die first. We know that in Acts 3. Remember, there are three murders in the New Testament. John the Baptist, the nation of Israel, permitted the death of John. The Lord Jesus Christ, the nation of Israel, demanded that Pilate crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. When Pilate was ready to release him, they demanded that he be crucified and that you release Barabbas. Then Stephen, one of the newly appointed deacons in Acts 6. The nation of Israel themselves committed this murder. You see, some Bible teachers or pastors would outline the book of Acts by the geographical location, going back to Acts 1.8. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. This would express that Peter and Paul were preaching the same gospel message, and this simply is not true. The message of the kingdom began to be preached in Jerusalem, Acts 2 to 5, and Samaria. And it was supposed to go to the Gentiles through the nation of Israel. But God's program, his dealing with Israel would change and God would change his program. God's going to set aside the nation of Israel, raise up the apostle Paul that's what we're going to continue looking at. And Paul would have a message to the Gentiles, to the Jews, to the church, the body of Christ. Interesting, in Acts chapter 12, we read these words in verses 1 and verse 2. And about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex a certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Herod, King Herod, killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Who was James? He was the brother of John the apostle, the son of Zebedee. James was one of the twelve apostles. Matthew 4.21, And going from thence he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Because Herod saw that the killing of James pleased the Jews. Remember, one of the Ten Commandments was what? Thou shalt not kill. Yes, and true, they didn't kill. The Jews did not kill James. But at his murder, at his killing, his fellow Jews were pleased. They were happy. 
Herod proceeded to take Peter also, who no doubt he would have also killed, but he was miraculously delivered from his hands. After the killing of James, they're down to 11 apostles. Why did not Peter to seek to replace James? Because God's program is changing. God is going to raise up the Apostle Paul, the one apostle, and he is going to be the apostle to the Gentiles, the church, the body of Christ. Remember, the book of Acts is really the act of the Lord Jesus Christ through the apostles whom he had chosen. It begins with the twelve, and it's going to end up with the one. You see, God's word is so beautiful. We need to understand it. That's why we have that command in 2 Timothy 2.15 to study it, to rightly divide it, to understand it, and to live it as believers. If you know not the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, the only way of salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late in your life. You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.